Thank you, Andy. You're listening to Wickham Sound online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. Good evening, this is Duncan Strip. I'm here with Toby Stubbs. Monday Movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. For another hour of Monday Movies. Evening, Toby. Good evening. Do you notice anything different about this week's show? There's a voice that's just I'm not hearing. That annoying, screechy voice that we sometimes <laughs> get annoyed. Yeah, that's not here. Toby's... Toby's... Uh, no, sorry, Toby is here. It's, I'm here. <laughs> notice I said an t- annoying, screechy voice, and I immediately thought of you, Toby. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've, I've heard you singing. Uh, that's all right. Um, that's exactly. Right. Um, Luke's not with us this week. He hopefully Aww. will be... I know. He's been, do- he's been doing double shifts. He's doing breakfast and drive. Um, mm. And if you feel sorry for him... You should feel more sorry for the people of Wickham who are having to listen to him. So, hopefully, he will be back next week. And if you are going to miss uh, Luke, he'll be back tomorrow morning from 7 for the breakfast show and from 4 till 7 for drive time. Coming up on Monday Movies this week, we will talk uh, about the possible cinema openings uh, around uh, the area, uh, what Warner Brothers are doing with all their new releases in 2021. We'll have a top 10, and we'll also review a new film, Mank, which is currently on Netflix, as is the classic 90s thriller with Michael Douglas falling down, uh, which me and Toby will both review. That's about it, yeah. isn't it? Sounds good. How has your week I'm... been, Toby, for a start? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm still not in the Christmas mood. I don't oh, know if why? you are. I don't know. I'm I'm not, I just. I think I'm, as I've got older, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not feeling it as much. How old are you, Toby? Twenty-six. Thank you. That's just not that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. I've, obviously, growing up, it was a big thing. Um, but now, I don't know. I, I'm just not as bothered by. It. I don't know. It, it's normally literally a few days before Christmas that I kind of get into okay. the swing of it. And has the Stubbs household worked out its Christmas bubble? Uh, do you know what? I don't. Need, I don't think so. I think literally, it's just going to be us as a family on Christmas, and that's it. I see. So, I see. I'm, um, I'm quite liking the fact. Sorry. No, go. Um, on. Go. On. No, no, I wasn't going to say. No, anything. keep going. I'm having trouble here. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're we're going to have. Uh, we're, well, we're going to think of who else. You know what? What the other household we're going to um, see over the period of time. But I don't. At the moment, we. We don't know who it's going to be yet. But, uh, yeah, basically, long story short, uh, for Christmas, I think it's literally just going to be us as a household, which we don't, I don't think we've done for, well, I, I can't remember. So what about we staff? Are, are they going to be there? <laughs> Told you, they're going, they're going home. They're going home uh, Oh, okay. Christmas. I see, I think it's, 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 it's sad that you can't have everybody and see all the family, but on mm. the plus side, all those people that you normally see at Christmas... Mm that you actually don't want to see, but you feel you have to. <laughs> you don't have to bother anymore. You can just I say, I'm sorry, mean. my bubble's no. full. My bubble's full, Auntie. <laughs> sorry. Tony. You cannot come round with your annoying husband and your dog. <laughs> but it's, sorry, um, no, I haven't got an Auntie Joan. I was going to say, if she was listening then, that would be a bit... <laughs> it's, um, it's fine. I think, it, I think it might be nice just to have have us um, as a family. Because I, honestly, I cannot remember the last time, you know, obviously all the families come together, so I can't remember the last yeah. time... It was just us, just us six. Good. So, yeah, excellent. Well, that's Christmas sorted. That's Christmas done. Yeah. Uh, let's talk movies. That's what we're here for. Um, we'll just look at the top ten. There's, there's no cinema top ten at the moment still because cinemas, no. even though they are open in certain parts of the country, uh, there are no cinemas open in Wickham 
so far. Mm. Uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, but the top 10 uh, streaming slash DVD sales chart uh, is through every week. And at number 10 this week is The Happiest Season, which is available now on um, Amazon and on Sky Store and Google Play and all those places. And it's an LGBT <coughs> excuse me, Christmas film, which is getting really good reviews. Haven't watched it yet. May rent it this week. It stars Christian Stewart. Uh, it's written and directed by Claire Duval, who's an actress from Veep. Uh, but it's supposed to be very, very good. Nice. Okay. You heard of it? I, do you know what? I haven't, actually. I haven't heard mm-hmm. of it. I, I, much admit, about I it. hadn't heard of it. I hadn't well, heard of it either well, until it popped up on Sky. Do you know what? Now we both know the name, we'll probably see it. I'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah we'll probably see it now. This season. Yes. Yeah, we'll probably uh, see it. Number more. nine this week is Trolls World Tour, which, of course, was one of the few films that was released theatrically back in February slash March. Um, just, just before lockdown. Still hanging around there at number mm. nine, doing well. It's doing well. It is doing well, yeah. I still haven't bothered to watch it because <laughs> would you? Let's be I, I haven't either. I haven't either. No, no surprise there. Come on. <laughs> um, but don't worry, there are at least three in this top ten that you can talk about, Toby. Don't worry. Okay, all right. I'm Number ready. seven this week is The Grinch, the Ron Howard-directed Jim Carrey starring uh, version of The Grinch, which I still can't make up my mind if I remember liking or disliking. I think, yeah, we say this every week, don't we, because I haven't seen it for a while, but I do... I, I'm, Big, big fan of, of Jim Carrey's um, energetic roles. Um, mm. And, yeah, big fan of him as an actor as well. And, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I do remember loving this film. Um, and it was so different to anything, you know, any other kind of Christmas film, really. Um, and, it, you know, because it's, because it's directed to... Because it's aimed at children, you know, you'd think they would do an animation with you know, the Grinch, him being in that costume and, and mm. the, uh, well, oh, I can't remember what the people are called in the, in the village. They're called? Uh, Ho- oh, Ho- Hooverville? Hooverville? Who? 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 Whovians, aren't they? Hoovian. Or is that people like Doctor Who? <laughs> I don't know. But something like that. And, um, yeah, I think it's just so different from, from the rest of Christmas films. And, yeah, I, I really liked it as a, as a child. Mm. But I'm the same as you. I need to watch it again now and actually yeah. see if I still like it but um funny enough i was on facebook the other day and, and a uh, video popped up and it was of jim carrey having the makeup and it's some you know i think he had it, it said it took an hour and an hour and a half to take off and it was about three to four hours uh in the morning sorry about two two to three hours in the morning so you know he's sitting there for about four and a half five hours a day yeah. just having makeup yeah but on. remember toby He's getting yeah. twenty million for it. Very true, very true. But but he um, he said, you know, it started getting to because I think he did it for ninety days, which is obviously mm. a lot. That's three months every yeah. day sitting there, you know, getting the makeup done. And he, um, I think, you know, he said it did get a bit torturous. Uh, felt like torture because you know you literally can't you can't move, you can't do anything. You have to sit there for five mm. hours or whatever. And he said the BGs got him through it apparently. Oh, how? I don't know. He just put on the Bee Gees, oh, and he would, and he would kind of, you know, that would get him through it. So uh, there you go. Music gets you through everything. 
What's yeah, the point of that? Okay. It's interesting that that's the Grinch that's in the chart because there was another Grinch from three years ago, which was oh, the animated, animated yes, with, uh, yeah, Benedict yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch yes. playing the Grinch. But interestingly, that hasn't made it into the top ten so far. Right. Um, luckily, there's a song. Uh, there's a film you can talk about again, Toby, because sure. um, my internet connection is playing. <laughs> Merry no. hell again. Okay. Of course, it's been fine since four o'clock, but now when <laughs> seven o'clock comes, it's this. Uh, <laughs> number seven this week in the streaming and DVD chart is 1917. So this film is incredible. I literally told my friends the other day to go and watch it. It's, it's literally a masterpiece. It's annoying that obviously cinemas are shut, although they probably wouldn't be showing it anyway. Um, but I saw it in the cinema back in January and it was... You know, just the cinematic experience of this film was incredible. Uh, the acting's incredible. The story's incredible. The script's incredible. The cinematography's incredible. You know, there's nothing that's not great about it. And I honestly, it got to the end of the film. The, you know, the, uh, without ruining it, the um, they get to where they're going. Um, yeah, I won't say any more. And I kind of was. You know, I kind of was thinking, I hope this isn't the end, and it and the film finished. And I, I honestly, I, I wanted it to be longer, even though I think it was quite long already. But I actually wanted it to be longer, which is very rare for me to, you know, want a film to keep going. But me, uh, my dad and I watched it, yeah, back in January in the cinema, and both were absolutely taken back by it. It's just incredible, incredible film. Have you watched it since? Because I keep saying I'm going to watch it. It's available for free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, I know. I, um, I kind of want to watch it again to see if the brilliance of it is diminished any on a small on a small screen. screen. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it since. That's why I'm a, I'm a bit sceptical as well because I enjoyed it so much the first time round. Um, and I think as well, when I watched it the first time round, I didn't watch the trailer, I, I believe. So I went in literally blind. Um yeah, but because I think obviously when you've seen the trailer, you kind of get a taste of what it's going to be like. So yeah. I didn't see anything, and I tried to keep, I tried not to read anything about it or anything. I literally just went in, and I think that's what made it even better for me. So yeah, watching on the small, small screen, I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm. I do no, want to see it again. Want, definitely, I may watch it over Christmas because it's available yeah. for free on Amazon Prime. So I may watch it again over Christmas. <laughs> that's 1917. Is at number seven at number six. Uh, Unhinged, the first film that was released theatrically after the first lockdown, um, which did better than it probably would have done if it had come out in normal times. Uh, it's a thriller starring Russell Crowe as about... A ma- Actually, it's kind of like Falling Down, which we're going to talk about oh, okay. later. It's about a man who decides he's not going to take any more and goes a little bit crazy. Uh, mm. In this case, it's Russell Crowe uh, chasing a woman who uh, honked her horn at him at a stop sign. Uh, right. So, so outraged is he that he spends a whole day chasing her through the streets of what's supposed to be Los Angeles, but which is clearly Cape Town or Johannesburg in South Africa, um, until and, and killing members of her family and friends. So it's it's wow. bonkers, and I remember quite liking it, but I think I liked it because I was back in a cinema. Yeah. Uh, and if yeah. I'd if I'd have watched it, uh, you know, back la- this time last year, I wouldn't have been quite so. Um, I wouldn't have liked it quite so much. I don't. Mm. Think. Mm. Uh, at number six this week, sorry, number five this week, uh, it's The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, this is the uh, third instalment of the latest instalment of the Star Wars films. Um, 
It's directed by J.J. Abrams, who also did The Force Awakens, but he didn't do The Last Jedi, which I think he should have done. Um, but I think let's not do this again. Yeah, we won't. We Come won't dive. On. We won't. We won't dive back into this. But <laughs> but just quickly, I think he was trying to please fans. He was trying to wrap the story up of all these different storylines. Um, and it just didn't come out as as great as people and I and, and I was expecting it to. Um, it, I, yeah, I was really hoping for a, for an amazing film because it's the last of the franchise. Um, well, of that saga, and it just wasn't as good as I hoped. Um, I don't know. Maybe the maybe I just got so hyped up and everything. Possibly. Possibly. But, um, I mean, I've not seen it since it was a cinema, and it's now available on Sky uh, Disney Plus. And my other half hasn't watched this one, so we will watch right, this okay. at some point over Christmas and see. I think I might enjoy this more on a small screen for some reason. Maybe, maybe. I, mm. I'll stick to my guns, though. I, I did I just prefer it to Last Jedi, even though okay. there were some very cringy uh, bits that I actually couldn't believe were in the, okay. the um, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, I'll stick to my guns and say that you're wrong. So you know, let's 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 call the whole thing off. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, let's call it off. Uh, and number four this week, it's the Greatest Showman back in the top ten after three years. I think it's probably not wow. been out of the top fifty since it was released. Wow, but was it that long ago? I think so. Um, when was it made? Was it three years ago? Two years ago? time's going so I can't quickly. remember I'm going to be honest I can't remember when it was released but it was at least two years ago mm. uh, yeah and it's back in the top ten number four uh, it's really good it's, well it's a, um, it's a feel good film isn't it I've, I've, uh, I've only seen 15 minutes I've only seen 15 minutes of it because I, I remember what? my mum my was watching and what I I had to get up really early the next day and I, and I went to bed because I only saw, I only saw so the you first still haven't minutes. seen all of The Greatest Showman no just the no. first 15 minutes just the first 15 minutes, yeah. And that's probably the worst part. Oh, okay. Because I remember going to the cinema, and I knew it was a mu- I knew there was musical numbers. Mm. And I remember at the, at the start, it's the two kids <laughs> walking through a, a garden, and they start singing. Yes. And, and, and I thought, oh, God, it's a proper full-blown musical, not just mm. a, a film with music in. And I, I, th- I started out hating it. Uh, but by the time I came out of the cinema, absolutely in love with it. I don't, I don't. I don't know anyone who watched it that didn't like it. To be honest, I don't trust anyone who watched it and didn't like it. If someone says to me, <laughs> if someone says to me they didn't like The Greatest Showman, I think they're saying it just to be contrary. Mm. Because what's not to love? Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on that. Oh, okay. But um, I, I think as well, people need this at the moment. You know, it's a feel. It's a very feel good film. It's a sing along, and I think. Yeah, I can I can completely understand why it's come back into the charts. Yes. So. Great Showman number four. Number three, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, it's Last Christmas, <clears throat> the film directed by Paul Feig, who made uh, the female Ghostbusters reboot, and he also did Bridesmaids. This stars Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. And this film. is your favourite, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, the film written by Emma Thompson, co-starring Emma Thompson. You, you loved this more than love, actually, didn't you? And based around the songs, <laughs> based around the songs of Wham and George Michael. It's terrible. It's te- I, I mean, I only saw it once at the cinema. Maybe if I watch it again at home with a glass of wine and a mince pie, mm. maybe I'll be kinder to it. I just don't think I will. Because I thought it was dreadful. Yeah, I, uh, if I 
if I had a partner and they said, oh, I really want to watch it, then I'd probably watch it. But you, you've, I remember literally from when we first talked about it, you put me off it completely. So it's just, yes, it, I remember, I just remember it being absolutely dreadful, but you know, I, but you know, Christmas films are strange, aren't they? Because you can yeah. get away with a lot cheesier and yes, yeah, worse yeah. stuff in a Christmas yeah. film. As we'll see when we come to number one. Okay. That's Last Christmas, which is at number three. At number two is Mulan, uh, Disney's live-action version of their animation from the 1990s. Not seen this yet, but it is now streaming for free on Disney+. Plus. It was £22 pounds or something, it wasn't was it? It was something was like that. And was that for a yeah. rental? That was... That was I think it was... I think you get to keep it if you pay the twenty-two pounds, oh, okay. but only for as long as you had Disney Plus. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So once, if you got rid of Disney Plus, you would have lost your um, Mulan rental. Mm. Uh, sorry, your Mulan purchase. But uh, so, I, yeah. So what happens if you bought that? Would they? Do you think they would give you a refund? And say, look, actually, we're going to make it free, or would they have just kept it? No. Well, how, explain what you mean. So, did the twenty-two pounds um, price actually go live? If you know what I mean. Or did they just say it's going to be £22? Well, what I'm trying to say is, if let's say if I bought it, £22 yep. on Amazon Prime... Oh, no, it wasn't available for £22 on Amazon Prime. It was only oh. on Disney+. Plus. Uh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, if I spent £22 um, on yep. Disney+, Plus buying it, mm-hmm. would they have refunded me and said, actually, look, we're going we're gonna to put it you know, for free, if you know what I mean? No, on Disney no Plus. because they did say how long it was going to be before. They did say it's going to be two or three months. So everybody who paid £22 knew that if they just hung on for two months, they could watch it for free on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But the fact that they haven't done it again and the fact that they're putting Soul, the new Pixar film, mm. on Plus, and they're not doing it as a premium price. Mm. I mean, they say, if you look at uh, if you look online and look in Variety and Screen International, Disney are saying that it was a huge success doing a premium VOD release. Right, okay. If, if it was such a big success, you have to ask, well, why aren't they doing it with their other films as well? Why are they yeah. putting them straight out for free? I mean, yeah. it may have been a huge success and people were complaining, so maybe that's why they did mm. it. Who knows? But anyway, mm. uh, I haven't seen it. Going to watch it for next week, and I think Luke's going to watch that as well. So we will review, review Mulan for next week. And number one in the streaming slash DVD chart this week, any guesses? It's a Christmas um, movie. Is it a new? Is it quite an old one? No, it's an old Christmas movie. It, it's an old one. Well, I say old. It's in colour. Well, Any guesses? my first my first thought would be Love Actually. No, it's Elf. Oh, oh, really? That's gone to number one. Elf is the number Mad. one film in the UK this week, and uh, again, I'm in a minority. <laughs> I think couldn't stand it. Actually, didn't get to the end of it. Found really? it so. Yeah, really? found it so annoying. Uh, I didn't keep watching it. I mean, is I'm that a bad? Bit, no, because uh, I think Will Ferrell, like I've said before. I mean, I, I to, to be honest, I haven't seen every single film he's been in. So, you know, for, for example, um, Sherlock and Holmes or whatever, Holmes and Sherlock. I haven't seen uh, that, now, and I don't, I, think I don't, you I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really. Don't really want I to. want you to watch Holmes and Watson. It's available on Amazon Prime for free. I really uh, want you to watch. I'll, I'll, I'll try and Watson. it. I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. But, um, Thank you. But I'm a. I do like Will Ferrell. I do think he is very funny. And um, you know, Step Brothers is still one of my favourite comedies ever. Um, did you like that? You didn't, did you? Don't think I like that. I uh, well, no. I. Th- I mean, Anchorman gets on my nerves as well. Right. Okay. Well, that's. 
I mean, that's the thing. If you're if you're not a big fan of Step Brothers or Anchorman, then I can I can completely understand why this wouldn't be your cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, this came out. When did it come out? Do you know? Sorry, on the spot, uh, if on the I spot had head, to guess. Uh, which you, uh, I'm going to say, late. Is it in the 2000s or is it in the 1990 something? If I had to guess, I would say 2001. What would you say? Right. Okay. Yeah, I'd say early 2000s. To be honest, 2003 maybe. I don't know. But yeah. So oh, I mean, look I, at I, you. I was... spot on. Casually, oh, really? you just really? casually threw that away. I'd say 2003. Yeah, 2003. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was nine years old when that came out. So. Oh, crikey. So so that's probably why I loved it because it was so silly and stupid and and also he's kind of friends with the the child of this family so that was kind of not not relatable but you, do you know what I mean when the main character is this yes. elf and a child it's a <clears throat> bit more yeah um yeah so okay. but I mean yeah I mean I I think Will Ferrell's great again it's it's like the Grinch I need to watch this again now that I'm older and to see if actually I still like it as much as I did. But, yeah, it, it, it all comes down to timing. It came out when I was, yeah, nine, ten years old, so that's probably why I liked it as much as I did. Probably um, is, yes. Anyway, that is Elf. It is at number one in the streaming and DVD chart this week. We'll do another chart next week. Uh, coming up, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> coming up we'll have film news. <coughs> I'm choking here. Coming up we'll have some film news. <laughs> Uh, about Warner Brothers and what they're doing with their releases next year and cinemas in the Wickham area. Love music, love talk, love Wickham Sound. And we're back. You're listening to Monday Movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Duncan Strip and Toby Stubbs here with you without Luke Davis. But do you know what? I don't think we're missing him particularly. Do you know what? Yeah, there seems to be a lot more like room to breathe. <laughs> does, there does, yes, there does seem... Yeah, there does... Even though we're in three completely separate, separate towns, there mm. still seems more room to breathe without mm. very true i do i think i do miss him though do I you do miss him you're just yeah. saying that because he's the uh, head of the station aren't you well also just in case he listens back at least i can he say won't. look he, i was nice about miss. it he's not going to listen to this he's not on it <laughs> he's got an ego the size of the planet. i only listen to stuff that he's on for goodness sake <laughs> Um, if you want to get involved, you can. I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. We are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wixo Monday Movies. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, uh, everywhere. Just look for Wickham Sound. The one thing we're not doing this week is live streaming on YouTube and Facebook because that needs technical expertise. And that is where Luke comes into his own. Mm. We can't yeah, we need do him that. For that so. We do need him for that, yeah. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, a little bit of film news. Let's go. Uh, Warner Brothers have announced uh, that in America, all of their releases in 2021 uh, will be available on streaming services uh, as well as in cinemas. Uh, The new releases will be available on the service HBO Max, which is not yet available in the UK for one month after release. HBO Max is set to launch in Europe in the second half of next year, according to its global boss. Uh, The releases are set to include Wonder Woman 1984, Dune, Godzilla vs. King Kong, Mortal Kombat and The Suicide Squad. Uh, Earlier this year, assertive action by AMC Cinema successfully curbed a similar screening plan by rival Hollywood studio Universal. Uh, Cinemas are desperate for 
for content to lure viewers back uh, with new entertainment that can initially only be seen on their screens. Typically, new releases are shown exclusively at cinemas for months before they are allowed onto screening services. Uh, AMC in America have agreed to allow one film, Wonder Woman, to be shown simultaneously on HBO Max, the streaming service uh, owned by its parent company, AT&T. So, yeah, every Warner Brothers release, uh, and this includes Matrix 4 as well. Oh, wow. Okay. In America, uh, going straight to streaming as well as um, on um, cinemas. I'm not, do you know, I'm not sure about them releasing streaming at the same time as putting it in the cinemas. No. Because, well, the thing, I mean, if you're going to watch a film, you're going to go and watch it in a cinema. Mm. Because that's the kind of, you, you know, it's a social thing with your friends or your partner or family or whoever you go with. And also, like, it's the experience, you know, you, you know, massive screen, surround sound. Um, I mean, do, do you think there'll be the same kind of prices on uh, demand? I, I mean, I presume there would have to be. The, the interesting thing, HBO Max is a streaming service that you um, subscribe to, like Disney Plus. So it depends. And it hasn't, well, the, made, hasn't made it clear whether you're going to have to pay a premium to watch the cinema releases or whether it's all going to be part of your HBO package. Well, this is the thing, yeah. Are they going to say, right, it's it's, it's £40 a month mm. and you can, yeah, you pay £40 a month and you can watch all of them or is it like, right, you need to pay £5 a month to have it, HBO, what is it called? HBO? HBO Max. Max. Yeah. Because it plus Disney Plus, HBO Max. What's next? Uh, Fox you got, Minus. You got- <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a good one. Fox minus. Fox minus. Um, but it's yeah. Are they, so yeah, you're going to pay like five pounds to have HBO. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a huge decision for Warner's because mm. they're obviously thinking that in America, uh, uh, in America at least, uh, cinemas aren't going to be back to anything like normal before the end of next year. So you have to remember, most of these shame, films will still yeah, most of these films will still go to cinemas in other territories where cinemas are open. For example, in Australia, you know, life is basically back to normal there. uh, And cinemas Mm. are open. China, all their cinemas are open as well. So all these films will. But two of its biggest markets, which is America and the UK, Mm. that's where it's going to be slightly different. It's also been announced that Wonder Woman 1984 will play in cinemas in the UK for just one month from December the 16th before potentially getting a premium VOD release on Sky. So, mm. interestingly, uh, that's not waiting for um, HBO Max. Uh, Warner Brothers are in negotiations with Sky now uh, to try and get Wonder Woman on that as a premium VOD. So, that will probably be fifteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine to rent yeah. it. Mm. When, uh, when was it originally meant to be released, Wonder Woman? Oh, in the summer, last summer. Oh, okay. Because I remember seeing the trailer for that ye- ages ago. Yeah, it was it was due in the it was one of the big summer blockbusters, uh, and it was one of the last ones to move. Mm. But it is still so it will be in British cinemas on December the sixteenth if you can find a cinema that's open and showing it. Uh, it's also understood. Yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, it's understood the deal between Warner Brothers and Comcast, uh, the Comcast-backed operator Sky, isn't yet complete. <coughs> excuse me, and the exact terms are still being hammered out, but discussions are in advanced stages. Um, so you, uh, the other thing you have to wonder is how much have Sky paid for mm. the rights to be the 
exclusive VOD provider for Wonder Woman 1984. Just surely, yeah, surely Disney. Just remember the first first Wonder Woman. Oh, no, it's DC, (coughs) isn't it? It's DC. It's DC, yeah, so they've never gone to Disney+. Plus. So Warner Brothers have lost out, have they? Or is is it not by them? Yeah, uh, it's it's a Warner Brothers film, um, but if you remember, the first Wonder Woman took over a billion dollars at the box office. Wow! So by doing this, by doing this, so one you would have presumed Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four would have hit the same kind of number mm. around a billion dollars. Mm. Uh, so it's not going to get anything like that from mm. premium VOD. I wouldn't mm. have thought. No. No. Um, sources have indicated that the Wednesday, December 16th theatrical release date for Wonder Woman uh, was first mooted by Warners last week in its international release plan and has now been confirmed with local exhibitors. Meanwhile, it's believed that Wonder Woman could drop on Sky as early as one month after the movie hits theatres, though this isn't yet confirmed. The film could appear in various forms on Sky. For example, it may be rented via a standard transactional VOD deal through the store and then it could land on the movie service Sky Cinema, where you'd get to watch it for free if you sign up for Sky Cinema. Mm. What cinema is going to be open? <clears throat> uh, well, this is the thing. So if for Wickham, we've got Empire Cinemas and we have Cineworld. Mm. Uh, cinemas are reopening now because obviously... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, <laughs> You're right. I'm not, I've, got, I've got something in the back of my throat. I don't know what it is, but it's fine. It's fine. It's making me sound quite husky. I could probably do one of your songs for you. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> well, I like this. If you, if you want me to do one quickly tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll lay down a track. Um, cinemas obviously can reopen. They have been able to reopen since last Wednesday. Um, but as, as so far, uh, the reports from... Hang on. I've lost my piece of paper. Okay. Cineworld Cinemas, which is the biggest cinema in... Um, High Wycombe. Uh, they're looking to reopen their sites by March 2021. Wow. A spokesman, a spokesman said, we're very encouraged by the giant steps achieved recently with regards to the COVID-19 vaccination process, which is expected to be put in place earlier than previously anticipated. This will generate significant relief for our industry and enable our cinemas to make a great comeback. Big movies are made for the big screen and we cannot wait to reopen our cinemas in Q1 <clears throat> in order to offer our customers, as always, the best place to watch a movie. So they say Q1, so that's any time between January the 1st and March the 31st. Right, OK. What about so Odeon? No is that open? So Odeon, uh, sorry, Odeon is open. So right. if you want to go to the Odeon cinema, the nearest one to us would be I in Uxbridge. I was going to say, yeah. Currently, the only films being shown there, though, are old films, so library but titles. If, I mean, if they get if they get Wonder Woman, I might go. Yes, they'll have they'll have Wonder Woman, and yeah, no I one might, else. And when when sorry when what day is it today? Seven. Uh, so about 16, a week time. So in a, six, nine days time. Yeah, <clears throat> I might I might um, go and see that then. Mm. Excellent, but yes, yeah, so Uxbridge will be your closest, and you you have to think for a film like that, it's probably going to be hard to get a ticket because yeah, well, I'll, be book on, I'll book online. I think yeah. fast going. So, um, if you were hoping that uh, Empire Cinema in High Wycom would open uh, before Christmas, think again. Uh, they've released a statement that says we have endeavoured to open as many cinemas as possible. 
as and when restrictions have allowed. However, with the recent delays of film releases and the government tier restrictions across the country, we've had to make the difficult decision to temporarily close the cinema until further notice. Uh, Nothing compares to watching a film on the big screen and we'll be working hard in the background so we can welcome you back as soon as possible. Mm. So that's Empire Cinema in High Wycombe is not opening until next year. Mm. So the people of Wickham need to get in their cars and drive if they want to go and see a film. Yeah, that's the long story short. Which is quite sad. Yeah, it is. I, I do. I do miss going to the cinema. It's funny. I I was literally thinking the other day. Uh, I think I was walking home from work or something, and I literally was thinking, oh, literally for a split second, I was thinking, oh, you know, I might go to the cinema or something. But obviously, that was a stupid you thought. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, not a stupid thought. But well, they've been closed know. for so long, and I know they're closed, so why would I think that? Well, that's very true, yes. That is very true. <laughs> but, um, uh, I was just going to try and find... Go a bit of, I was just going to say that's, that's a bit of hope that, you know, um, Odeons are open and, and might be able to see Wonder Woman, which would be good. Um, yes, ho- you should ho- be able to. I mean, hopefully one more cinema, you know, screening before before the end of the year for me. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, to give you an idea, Uxbridge Odeon is open and the films are showing at the moment are, in no particular order, Home Alone 2, oh, right, okay, two, by, 2 by 2 Overboard, Elf, A Christmas Carol, that is actually a new film, but it's a version of A Christmas Carol told in interpretive dance. So wow. don't get excited. Okay. Uh, Titanic, Die Hard, uh, National Theatre Live, The War Horse, the 30th anniversary edition of Total Recall, Last Christmas. Oh, wow. There you go. Toby, you can go to the cinema and watch Last Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sure. not, I'm not sure. I'm not okay. sure. Uh, Back to the Future, Dad is Home 2, uh, The Honest Thief, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and The Holiday. They are all the films currently showing at um, the Odeon in Uxbridge. So I've seen, I've seen most of those, and the one... I would probably go and see in the cinema and pay to watch again is Die Hard because obviously it's like a, you know, it's an action film. Would, and I, yes, and I would have loved to have watched that in the cinema, but obviously I was... When not did that come born? Out? Not born? You're going to say not born, born, aren't you? Maybe. You're yeah, going to depress I, me because I did go and see that in the cinema. Well, when uh, when did that come out? Hang Early on. 90s or something? Oh, dear, this is so depressing. 1988. 1988. 1988, yes. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I wasn't born then. No, you weren't born then. Okay, stop showing off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's your film news. If you need to go to the cinema, if you want to go to the cinema and watch an old library title, you need to go to Uxbridge, Cineworld and Empire Cinemas in High Wycombe will not be opening until sometime next year. Their websites are updated uh, kind of weekly, so if anything changes, check their websites and they will let you know. There you go. Sounds good. Film news. And I'm still choking to death. There was one other piece of film news. Sorry, if you go to our Facebook page, there's a new trailer uh, for um, a film called... I can't remember what it's called. It's a new film from Oscar winner Kevin MacDonald, uh, and it's called The The Mauritanian. And it is the new film starring uh, Jodie Foster as a lawyer who is charged with um, defending someone who is in Guantanamo Bay. 
So it's right. a political thriller from the director mm. Kevin McDonald. Most of it, most of his films have been kind of had a political leaning, so no surprise there. But it looks very good. Benedict Cumberbatch stars in that as well. Nice. Good I would say it's coming to a cinema near you soon, but probably not. It's probably, no, to a probably streaming, not. Streaming site near you very soon. I have uh, talking of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. Um, I I think my, met him. What? No, no, no. I, Dated I, I, him. No, no. Um, I one of the best films I actually ever saw him in because again, I, oh, I there's a very high correlation between me going into a film blind and not knowing anything, and then mm. coming out and really liking it. And I went to go and watch him in the uh, Imitation Game. Did you see that? Yes, I did. And I loved that. <clears throat> I thought that was such a great film. So you went in not knowing anything about it. Um. I knew that it was based on a true story and that was it, really. I just can't... I didn't watch the trailer, I know that. See, um, I have two friends who won't watch trailers. Oh, I and they, of, and they say kind of it. it, it's of, a lot better watching films without watching a trailer. It, it is, it is. But then also, <laughs> if you watch a trailer sometimes, you're like, oh, that looks terrible. And obviously, if you don't watch the trailer and you go and see it, you're like, I've wasted my money. Very true. Yeah. And, it, and it's that thought, you know, if you came out halfway through, it's like, if I watched the trailer, I knew this would have looked awful and I wouldn't have gone to see it. So it's, uh, you know, it's a double-edged sword, really. But, um, no, I do, I do, to be honest, like, I, when I see a film coming out, I mean, even Bond, um, you know, I have watched the trailer mm. because I was so intrigued, but I'm really trying not to read up on it too much. Um, I don't want to know, you know, the plots. I don't want to know what's going to happen at the end or which character is going to, you know, stay on. I'm trying not to, I'm trying to ignore yeah. those. Which those is things. the, which is the film from this summer or that w- mm. would have been the film from the summer that you uh, regret not having been released? What is the one you were looking forward to the most? See, for oh, me, it was June uh, and now that we've got to wait till next year. Right. Okay. Uh, oof, I can't, do you know what? Because they haven't been released. I can't even think what they were. I mean, a quiet place two is definitely up there. Um, isn't it? I was thinking about that. Isn't it strange? There's so many big films going straight to streaming now. You know, mm. massive films like yeah. Soul is going straight, Wonder Woman, stuff like that. Yeah, A Quiet Place too. I would have thought that would have been a good contender to go straight. To You're streaming. right. You're right. But because of the premise of the film, you know, obviously having, you know, the whole most of the films silent. Basically, mm. I kind of that is a, again another film like 1917 that I do. I think cinematically it will be it'll be a much better in a cinema than watching it from home yeah. because the sound is so important mm. in the film. Um, yes. So I'm not, I'm not really that fussed. Although I know if they said, right, it's on streaming services tomorrow, I would you just would jump watch it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I would turn it, turn it up full volume, <laughs> um, shut all the doors, you know, <laughs> get ready. So, well, get the staff to shut all the doors, obviously. I mean, you don't want to do that stuff yourself. <laughs> you yourself. Oh, and as you mentioned it, Bond, no time to die. Yes. I yeah. would've, really would have liked to yeah, have seen I, that. Yeah, I would have liked to see that as well. I mean, it's going to be a whole year if 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 it gets released in April. Mm. It would have been, been a whole year. Well, we mentioned last week there was a bidding war that um, Amazon and Netflix were bidding. Oh, yeah. To take it. Was it was so ridiculous, uh, wasn't it? $600 million. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, so that is... For it. So that's, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, crazy. Uh, that's the film news, uh, reviews of Mank and Falling Down coming love music love talk love wickham sound reviews there's a new film on um 
I was going to say Virgin then. I don't know why. It's not. It's on Netflix. <laughs> uh, it's from director David Fincher. It's called Mank. It stars Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Lily Collins, <coughs> excuse me, and Tuppence Middleton. Um, the story is Gary Oldman plays um, Herman Mankiewicz, who is a screenwriter in Hollywood in the 1930s. He always, also works for the publisher Randolph Hearst. Um, at the same time, Orson Welles is tempted to Hollywood from uh, New York, where he is a very successful playwright. And RKO give him the unprecedented um, privilege of saying, you can sign a deal with us, you can make any films that you want, there'll be no studio interference, <clears throat> you get full control of casting, you get full control of script, and you get full control of final cut. Uh, the film he decides to make is, of course... Uh, I was going to say Orson Welles, that's his name, Citizen Kane, which we mm. reviewed a few weeks ago on this show, which mm -hmm. Toby wasn't too keen on, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you know what? I can't even, I can't even remember it. Mm. I think it was longer than a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, it, it certainly is, without a doubt, one of the greatest films ever made. And this kind of tells the backstory of the writing of the film. Herbert Mag is told in two, two parts. It flashes backwards and forwards between Herman Mankiewicz in 19 late 1930s uh, working for Randolph Hearst and being a freelance um, screenwriter. And then the other half is in the 1940s when he's laid up in bed with a bad leg trying to finish the script for Citizen Kane. And the every kind of history has taught us that the, the film of his Citizen Kane is based on Randolph, William Randolph Hearst, the publisher, um, and that's why the film didn't get released properly. It wasn't reviewed very well because Randolph Hearst was basically Rupert Murdoch back in the 1940s. He controlled most of the media, especially in America, <clears throat> and he took against the film because he thought it was having a pop at him. Uh, and this is telling the story of Herman Mankiewicz and how he came up with the script. How he came up with the script. Again, it's also disputed who wrote the script. Was it Herman Mankiewicz or was mm. it Orson Welles? Mm. In reality, it was probably half of one, six, six of one, half and does of the other. They did it between them. Uh, but this is telling the political story of the writing of the script, the personal story of his, his struggle. Um, and uh, it's directed by David Fincher, who I love. He's made at least two films uh, that are in my top ten films of all time, which are Seven and The Social Network. Uh, even his lesser works I absolutely love. Panic Room, Alien 3... Uh, the, the Secret Life of Benjamin Button. Uh, I love all his films. I think he's a fantastic director. This is written by his father. Uh, it was a passion project for him, and his father, I think, died before the film got made. It's filmed in beautiful black and white. <clears throat> it, absolutely, it looks absolutely fantastic. And if you've seen Citizen Kane and like Citizen Kane, you'll recognise the cinematography. It's, it's been filmed to look like it was made at the same time as Citizen Kane. And the camera right. work is beautiful. The camera moves are beautiful. Everything about I, it screams... I, I feel there's a butt coming. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it screams classy, well-made. And it is. It is beautifully made. It's beautifully acted. What a lot of younger people might find odd is the acting, because they are acting as though they're in a 1940s film. Mm. So it's kind of very mannered and slightly over the top. Mm. So everything about it is brilliant it's promising it's promising yeah everything about it is great you can't fault anything you can't fault the acting the cinematography the direction anything and yet it left me completely cold oh really uh, yeah do you know what I, I th for some reason i thought you would like it but i was obviously wrong i though. thought i'd like it as well because i love citizen kane yeah. i love david fincher yeah. um 
so it had it should have been right up my alley but i don't know why and i don't know if it's because and to be honest if you don't know what citizen kane is and if you don't know the backstory of citizen kane it's very hard to figure who is going to get anything out of this film because mm. if you're not a film geek it's really not aimed at you it's not aimed at the general, mm. general audience <clears throat> so that makes it quite niche as well and yet i found it deathly dull i was mm. it's well, 2 hours 11 minutes long i was bored through a lot of it because there's only so long you can admire the camera work and the direction before you think well actually yeah. i need a story to to you know get me involved in this and it just didn't do you know what? it sounds like a dodge bullet because i put this on for 15 minutes mm-hmm. And I, when I put it on, I was just, I, I just already just wasn't in a mood for that type of <clears> film, <throat> you know, a slow burner. I just mm. wasn't in the mood. And, you know, I gave it 15 minutes and just turned it off. Not because I was bored, but I literally just thought, this is, this is a slow start. I'm really not in the mood for this. Um, I'll watch it another time and unfortunately didn't get around to it. But so I'm kind of happy that you, you've actually come out with this outcome because now I don't feel as bad. I'm so disappointed because this is the only film in David Fincher's filmography that I've you don't liked. like. Yeah, oh, I mean, really? even, even Alien 3, which he, even he won't talk about because <laughs> it was such a painful process for him, and critics slated it. I, mm. I find that a fascinating film as well. There isn't a film of his that I wouldn't re-watch over and over again. Seven is probably the film I've watched more than any other. Do you know what? I, I still haven't seen that film. You're, you're kidding I'm not. Is it on Netflix? I know. We're going to have to find that because Seven is Seven is as close to a perfect film as you're ever going to get, okay. I would say. That and The Social Network, which you've so, obviously seen. Social Network, I have to say, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. So there's not, you know, th- this is the only film of his that I probably would not go back and rewatch, which is sad. That is sad. Unfortunately, seven, want, Seven's not on Netflix, unfortunately. That's a shame. That's a, You know what? I've got the DVD. I'll send it to you. Oh, okay. Nice. I'll send it in a COVID-free envelope. <laughs> anyway, Sounds if good. You want, if you want to watch Mank, it's available to stream uh, now on Netflix. So also on Netflix, uh, a classic from the ni- uh, 1990s. 1993, to be precise. Again, before you were born, probably. Just a year, year before I was born, yeah. <laughs> A year before you were born. This is um, <laughs> a film from director Joel Schumacher, uh, starring Michael Douglas, uh, Robert Duval, and Barbara Hershey. Um, it's about the, the plot synopsis on IMDb just says, it's an ordinary man frustrated with various flaws he sees in society begins to psychotically and violently lash out against them. Now, I remember seeing this when it was released in the cinemas, absolutely loving it. I probably watched it a few years after that. I haven't seen it for about 10 years, so I was slightly worried that it wasn't going to hold up, that it was going to look dated. Um, I'll tell you what I thought in a second. Toby, this is your first time watching it. It is. It is. It's... I mean, for me, it's a very 90s film. You know, the I think that some of the jokes are really good. I think the dialogue, some of the script was good. Um, there's, a, there's a scene where he goes into, um, well, a burger place mm. and asks for breakfast. <clears throat> I think that is a fame, you know, that's a famous scene because I've definitely seen references to that, even though I've never seen this film before. I've seen that scene yeah, or something that was, before. When it was released, that was the scene that got all the press. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a very, very clever scene and it's very funny. 
Um, that was definitely a standout scene for me. Mm. But overall, I I did enjoy the film. It's I mean you can see it's it's very nineties. There's a lot of shouting. There's <laughs> there's <laughs> the um. I mean, the, sto- the storyline's good. The only thing I don't... This, uh, this is what I was going to ask you, Duncan. I don't understand his motive. Have I missed something? I think... Uh, I mean, just to put it into context, so Michael Douglas plays uh, a guy who... we The opening of the film, he's sat in a traffic jam that's not moving. He gets annoyed. He gets out and he walks off. Someone says, you can't leave your car here where you're going. He goes, I'm going home. So the film is him walking across uh, Los Angeles to get home to his wife and kid, who we find out midway through the film that it's his ex-wife and he's estranged from her and she has a restraining order out so he can't come within 100 feet of the house. Mm. Um, He works for a defence company building missiles. Hence his number plate. Hence his number plate, which is D-FENS. Um, so he sees that his life has been um, protecting the country. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think you're supposed to infer that he probably was ex-military, just based by his buzz cut haircut. Yeah. yeah. So I think that I think you, you're thinking that he's been in the military. He's probably been abroad. He's been defending the country. He now works for a military um, uh, for a company making uh, missiles for the military. So he sees that he has given his life to protect, helping to protect his country. And everything he sees on his walk is basically annoying him because he's thinking, is this what I've been protecting yes. my country for? He's got yeah. people who can't speak English looking after um, owning shops. There's mm. people digging up roads for no reason because they have to fill a quota and spend the budget on something. Mm. Um, there's burger so burger places that won't serve him a breakfast because two minutes, even though it's three minutes two fast, minutes fast yeah. when they're supposed to. So everything is building up, and he's seeing a country that's falling apart around him. I think, and it just right. Okay, it so it's more of a meta- metaphorical kind yeah. of film, yes. right? Okay, yeah. that's that's the only thing that I wasn't that I just didn't really, you know, I didn't really think yeah. about it like that. Um, I, th- I think back in 1993, it was very relevant. Yes. I think if yeah. you'd have watched it again in 2003, it would have looked incredibly dated. Right. But to be honest, watching it again now, I mm. found it was more just as relevant now as it was back in 1993. Mm. Mm. Because there are, you know, he, you can imagine him being a Trump supporter. Yeah. You know, if this yeah. was if this was made now, he would be a Trump supporter. Mm. seeing the country as it is. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it was just as powerful now as it was uh, when I saw it. God, how many years ago is that? 20 years? Nearly 30 years ago. Nearly 30 years ago, yeah. yeah. 20, years ago. Uh, 25 years ago. 25 no, years ago, no, I think. 27 years ago. Yes, 27 years maths ago. On Wickham, maths, maths on Wickham Sound. <laughs> um, uh, and it's funny because you do sometimes watch films from the 80s and 90s that you remember being really good and you watch them again and they some of them date really, really badly. Mm. I just don't think this did. I think it I think it's it stood up remarkably well. I, I agree. But there's some things that took it out for me. For, I mean, for example, in the very first scene, there's a shot of... Uh, Another, you know, two other guys in a ra- another random car, and the phone he's got, the mobile phone he's got, is massive. Oh, 
Yeah, and there's I mean, stuff like got, that. I mean, that, yes, that's yeah. going to take you out of it. Yeah. But I think yeah. the actual... Uh, con- yeah. No, yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. The concepts, yes. You have to remember, we had bricks for phones back in those <laughs> days. Mobile <laughs> yeah. phones weren't what they are now. No. Uh, do you know what? Talking to mobile phones very quickly, I remember when the touchscreen phone first came out. I can't even remember who did it. I think it might have been Samsung or something. I can't remember. Um, and I remember saying, oh, I'm never going to have a touch phone. Because obviously the first touchscreen phone came out and it was obviously dodgy. It, did, you know, it, it didn't really work and you'd yeah. click somewhere and it would kind of open up something on that you didn't click or whatever. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to get a touchscreen phone ever. And now everyone's got them. Now look themselves. at you. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. Star Trek was right, you see. Star Trek had iPads back in the 1960s. Mm. If you watch an old old episode of the original Star Trek, they walk around with the iPads with all the stuff on. Yeah. Well they ahead of their time. Exactly. Well they knew it. They knew it. Okay, so Falling Down is available now on Netflix. So you would recommend it, though, Toby? I would recommend it, yeah. I would recommend Excellent. it. Excellent. Good. I think, and the other thing to remember, uh, I think, watching it is that Joel Schumacher gets a lot of stick because he was basically the director that killed Batman. Uh, right, yeah. With his, ba- with his Batman movies. And he mm. gets a, a, a lot of stick for not being a good director. But I think this, and uh, there's a few other films from the 90s, prove that he, he was actually a really good director. This is mm. a very well-directed film. Mm. And also, what people forget about Michael Douglas is that back in the 80s and 90s, he was, when stars were very concerned about their image... People mm. like Bruce Willis, uh, Schwarzenegger, all the big stars were very concerned about their image and they had to be the good guy and they couldn't mm. be shown to be flawed in any way. Mm. Michael Douglas was doing, you know, films like Fatal Attraction uh, and Wall Street and this, mm. where he plays very flawed characters and roles mm. that the big stars of the day just wouldn't do. Mm. I agree. Thank you very much. Good. That's, that's the <laughs> correct, correct answer. Well done. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, very, very quickly, last mm. thing about the, um, the uh, falling down. Yeah. Um, bit of a spoiler, or well, a huge spoiler. Uh, if anyone's going to watch it, just don't, cut, don't listen to us for about 30 seconds. Okay. Um, so obviously he dies. <laughs> um, oh, huge but, spoiler, yeah. Huge spoiler, yeah. Um, but the right at the end, yeah. After that happens, <laughs> the you know the wife, his ex-wife, just says, "Oh, should, you know, should we tell tell the daughter?" Mm. She doesn't seem bothered at all. I think she was relieved, it, which to be me. honest. Yeah, but you would show a bit. You know, you'd be a bit show a bit of remorse. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she had anything to be remorseful for. She didn't kill him. No, I know, but but mm. you know her. Is someone that she, you know, had a daughter with, so... Yeah, okay. But, yeah, no, just... I know, that's such a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Make your own mind up by watching Falling Down. It's available now on Netflix. Well, uh, that's it. We managed remarkably well without Luke Davis. We did. We did. But we but we did miss him. Obviously. We did miss him. We did miss him. God, I'm he'll be back next week. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about another Netflix exclusive film. Uh, that is Prom. It's a new film by Ryan Murphy, stars Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman and James Corden. Don't let the James Corden thing put you off there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that'll be our, our available on Netflix from Friday. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Toby, thanks for being there. Thank you. Because if you hadn't turned up either, that would have been a very tough show. <laughs> but thanks well, very I'm not, much. Well, I'm not up to much at the moment, so don't well, worry. 
Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, see you next week, Toby. Thanks very much. Yep. See you we next week. We'll be back next week, uh, seven o'clock on Monday for another Monday movies talking about prom. I'll be back, uh, believe it or not, Thursday morning for breakfast, giving Luke a rest for a change. 